AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I kind of feel like I had a hard time picking like the analogy for this one because it, it, it fits in so many different ways in our world. And even in our childhood. Whether we're talking sports, religion, politics, gangbanging, hip-hop, music, mainstream versus indie, and underground, and this thing that we're all existing in in our politics right now that again as the premise of this show is is like you actually understand this more than you do it is because when the op is the op that's just the op that's the op they gonna be the op they gonna always be the op and i'll never want to be a part of nothing they do but oftentimes if you were blessed enough to not have to move a lot you know or or stay in a particular side of town from for you know the most part of your childhood most likely the kid on the other side of the gun, on the other side of the, you know, robbery, whatever the case may be, like you kind of know them. Y'all was in the same head start program. Y'all played the same little little league baseball. If you was from South Central, like, you know, we was looking at the same. Even if you was across town, it was like, yeah, the like Sunday, like little track meets, you know, all the little stuff that they would do, the after school, the summer camps, the vacation Bible schools. You kind of know these kids. You know what I'm saying? They may not be the ones from your block, but you kind of know them. And then middle school happens and you get recruited, you, you, you join your thing. I can say specifically, like I remember specifically school ending in the summer, coming back and I could think of two particular dudes that were like all of the sudden loked out. It, in my mind, it was all of a sudden. Now we couldn't kick it no more. And now he trying to like, you always got something to say every time I walk around, you know, and... It took me a second to like really like, cause you know, we're kids to really understand like, man, when did I become the op? 
And even though like when nobody around, sometimes we walk out of school together, we giggling, laughing, you know what I'm saying? Cause like fam, like we grew up together, you know? Now I happen to, since I happen to move a lot, uh, by the time we was finally settled is, is around this, this time of my life, you know? So I was able to know someone a little longer you know, my story is like a lot of people's stories where your your time was split between whether it was divorced parents or out of, my grandmother, you know, essentially like watched me and my cousins for a lot of our child. So like there's kids that I grew up with that were in my grandma's hood who I would see on weekends or whatever. Right. But all of a sudden, like there was this time where it was like, OK, things have actually changed. You know, we are now at war. No matter how we feel about each other. We're at war. And sometimes that's a cold war. Sometimes that's a peaceful war. Sometimes there are beautiful fleeting moments of agreement. Like I said, like when we was walking home, you know, talking basketball or just cracking jokes about like Miss Williams, you know what I mean? In fifth grade, like just whatever it was. But when the OGs come around, everything changes. You know, I go to my side, you go to your side. And that's just it. You, you, you pick your hill, you die on, and you just die on that hill. And the point I'm making is, even if it don't make sense, even if you know the person on the other side of that, doesn't matter. That's the ah. Even if it's actually detrimental to all of us, don't matter. That's the ah. When I got into hip hop, I, which was my kind of exit out of this sort of, you know, sort of gang situation is like, you was either mainstream or underground. You know, when people talk Biggie Tupac, we was like boot camp and Wu-Tang. We was like KRS-One. Snoop's our favorite rapper. We were like Farside, Common, Souls of Mischief. We were backpack. We didn't listen to the radio. You know what I'm saying? You weren't allowed to like Jay-Z. You weren't allowed to. Even if a song come on, you was just like, oh no, man, kind of spitting though you know the lines were very clear jiggy rap radio rap commercial rap was like you don't they're the ops they're destroying hip-hop yeah we used to talk about master p master p and puff daddy destroyed hip-hop that's that was we backpackers you know what i'm saying like you just close-minded backpackers they always the ops we're at war to save hip-hop with our rapidy raps you know, save it from the money. You know what I'm saying? The mainstreamers. I was a true believer. You know what I'm saying? Then along comes somebody like a Kanye West who's like, well, I came from Backpacker. Y'all don't know, like, he was, he, his, his, I don't know if you watched his, his documentary, but Ruckus Records with, like, Mose and Kwali and Pharaoh Monch and just, like, these, like, spitters. Like, he was, kind of came from that, but he was also, he was also Memphis Bleak, and, you know, Jay-Z is also Jiggy, you know what I'm saying? Like commercial rap, like he liked fashion, you know? So he was this first like hybrid at the time that we had never seen, which gives birth to somebody like a Kendrick Lamar who can do, uh, and now like it's, it's such a stupid thing to talk about now because at least hip hop in my mind has gotten over it. We all see it all as beautiful. Unfortunately, our politics have not. Let's talk about what it means to be in a culture war, hood politics.
All right, that was a long intro for this, but her politics, y'all, I want y'all to understand some of the stuff that's like happening, especially again, going into this election season. These are things that like some terms you're going to hear that my desire is that you really understand what that is. And you can draw your own conclusions. I plan on for the most part, holding my opinions about these things to myself, unless I think that it's like absolutely necessary to express them for the context of the show. I've never wanted to develop a show that is that is to kind of chew your food for you and say, hey, this is what it tastes like, but more like, let me give you the ingredients that you cook your own meal because sometimes we may feel like people are talking over our heads. And I just want, again, I keep coming back to this, like nobody's talking over your head. You actually understand this stuff. You know, so this is one of those episodes because like, okay, make it make sense. Republican Congressman Glenn Thompson, right, goes to his son's gay marriage three days after voting against federal protection of said gay marriage. Make it make sense. Is there a cognitive dissonance there? Well, maybe, maybe it's. Like I said, some people ain't true believers. They just playing the game. Others are like, well, how, like, how does this work? I'll tell you how. Because we in a culture war. Culture wars. Politicians will say stuff like the soul of our nation is at stake. The single most important issue of our time. You know, these grandiose statements that are designed to be exaggerated you know they're 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 hyperbole hyperbole i love that word hyperbole hyperbolic hyperbole i digress they are because they're 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 trying to get your attention they you know they they want to get you on edge and and being on edge you know ignites a certain part of your brain that flight or flight your your amygdala you know the part of your brain that says i have to make a decision right now you know i have to feel this i'm convincing you that your life is in danger your very future's in danger your children they in danger you know and who's the danger them fools the op the op is always coming to get everything you got they your problem you feel what i'm saying look try it like this basically if you want to translate it it's very simple we are at war for what the culture ought to be now let's do some history and some animology about the term culture and where we got culture war from all right AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 
Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Okay, we're back. Now, culture. I honestly believe most of us don't even know what that actually means. Like when you say, well, what is culture? You know, what it, what it, it's such a large question that I feel like, you know, especially among like, you know, urban communities, we were like, yo, we did this for the culture. Ah, uh, it's the culture. You know, you got to rep the culture. Nah, man, like you got to do this for the culture. Like, well, what do we mean by that? What, what, here's what's crazy. We, we know what we mean. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know exactly. We know what we mean. But it's very, you know, tricky to put words to it. So this is what I'm going to help y'all do. Let's put words to it. Culture, at its very most simple academic definition, it's two humans trying to figure out how to survive. We are the one species on the planet, you know, due to our large frontal lobes, I don't know, that aren't necessarily born with everything we need. I mean, if you leave a baby in the woods right after it was born, it dies. We, we don't have all the faculties already. We don't have everything we need already. You could look at, I'm gonna give you some, a couple of books on this one if you're ready to do some reading. This is from his book called Sacred Canopy. When I was writing my Terraform book, also I got Terraform coffee, you know what I'm saying? Terraformcoldbrew.com. But when I was writing the book, this was some of the source material I used for research. And it talks about how culture is made, what is culture, how it's made, and then how it makes us. You know, like deers, horses, like other mammals, I, fish, like whales, you know what I'm saying? Like, a whale is born swimming. I think you already know how to swim. You know, you see horses and cows and they give birth, that baby walking in an hour. Like it just within the hour, it's already walking. 
It got everything it need. You already in the pack. It already know to stay in the pack. You know what I'm saying? And of course, you got the motherly, you know, fatherly instincts that we see all across the animal kingdom. Whatever quote unquote air quote culture they have is us imprinting our experience on them. We'll know what they're doing. It just looks like what we're doing. Humans, however, we had to create language. We built shelters. We built cities. Our familiar units, our family ties. Like, for example, what is your mama's brother to you? Your uncle, I guess. Why? I mean, what that fool got to do with you? That's just your mama's brother. Like, what, what do you care? But about your mom's brother's children? Those are your cousins. Why? Uh, from far as I'm concerned, cousins is always trouble. You know what I'm saying? We, done all, we always get in trouble when they around. What difference does it make what they are to you? Well, when we was traveling to African Savannah trying to like not get eaten by a tiger, the thought was I need to make sure that the people around me are going to not give me a poisoned berry, that you somehow care about who I am as a person. That, so you're, you're developing safety. When you have to travel in packs, I got to understand that this, tra- this pack is safe. And then I need to know that when I meet another pack, there's a way to communicate with them. That's language. I got to be able to communicate with this. This is just, we just trying to survive here. You feel me? And then we created art to express ourselves. The emotions that we have that we can't necessarily put into words. And then if I need to communicate across time and space, we developed language. These are all ultimately culture. The collection of all this stuff, the rules for which our rules of engagement, our familiar ties, our, 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 our languages, they're all, co- listen, and they don't exist in nature. We made them up. Like, you, like you, I can't stress this enough. Culture is made up. It's all in our heads. The American culture, you know, it didn't always exist. We made it up collectively, us. Yeah, nobody wrote, a, wrote it down on a piece of paper, but we, that's how culture is made. Right. And then what's crazy about how culture works is once this stuff is made and enough time goes by, then it starts making us. What do I mean by that? When I gave you the example of, you know, uncle and cousin, the thought, I'm sure the thought never crossed your mind that, wait, there was. It wasn't always like that. Like, that's just what it is. What are you talking about? That's just what it is. There's no way for you to look at your uncle and not see him as your uncle because it's made us now, right? Even if you've never met him, you're like, well, that's my uncle. You ever thought about the fact that like there are people with no uncles and cousins because both their parents were only children? I, I it's, Of course, there are millions of people that do this, but like, it's just a, a weird thought to me. But yeah, or you form cousins from friends, aunties and uncles from family friends. If you brown folk, half of your cousins ain't your cousins. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? That was your mama's friends' kids. Half of your aunties and uncles ain't your aunties and uncles. They're your family friends and they, or they just people you went to church with. Are you following me? We made them up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and I, I, and I, dare, I dare you to run up on somebody and be like, that's not your real cousin. You're like, oh, word, it's not my real cousin? Okay, that's my cousin. It's just, it is what it is because we make them up and then they make us because we had to find a word for that person. These, this, these extended family members that ain't really blood family. Well, what else do I call them except for family? 
culture made us. Cultures also include an origin story, who we are, why we understand who we are. That's all culture. We made that up. Like, I can't stress this enough. The American origin story of our pure meritocracy, that if you stand up for what's right, if you work hard, you'll succeed. Now, we all know that that is a fairy tale. You know what I'm saying? Like, who already, who who's sitting right now listening to this podcast at work? Whether you in an office or you working from home and it's somebody you got to email right now who might be making more money than you that you know is dumb as a bag of rocks. That only got that job because they know somebody. They ain't earned that. You telling me the person that show up on your street, if you from L.A., the person that show up on your street, the hardworking, tough as nails Mexican man. I'm just look. I'm not trying to be, y'all understand what I'm saying? That's just how the city work. The person that come cutting your grass, that's a Mexican man. He working four times harder than you. But you you sitting down working from home. The, the, it's, a, it's just a story we told ourselves. You know what I'm saying? It's not right or wrong. It's just a creation myth. We formed our identity by it. We got this belief that like our nose is better than anybody else's nose. That's why when gas prices change, we think it's an American president doing it. Like, is you crazy? Gas prices, that's a global commodity. Fool's thinking it's like it's an entire planetary conspiracy to keep Trump out of office. You think the whole planet care? It's because of what we tell ourselves. (laughs) That's formed our identities I know know some OGs My homegirl's dad Like a a triple OG Right We Man we was going somewhere And he was like Immediately He was like Oh where you live now And I was like Oh yeah I'm over here I live on this street And this street And he names the hood immediately He's like Oh yeah no I don't go over there no more And I'm like Bruh It's like Hundreds Tens of thousands Of other people here That don't care at all about any of these politics, any of that like literal hood politics. They don't care. But that's like, that's your world. When you in that world, that's it. Shaped your whole identity. It's grocery stores you don't go to because you got enemies over there. Like, bet? Oh, no, nah, I got ops over there. I'm like, man, your op is picking up their child from eighth grade right now. And I'm like, I'm trying to tell you right now, like, you good. But that's your world. That's us in America. We think everybody care. Everybody watching. You know what I'm saying? Like, and people care in the sense that you own the planet. But like, fam, we don't control the gas prices. Spain? Like, no. We, you know what I'm saying? You can't even tell me nothing about their history. But you expect when you go to Spain that they all know our history. That's just because we loud. We make culture, then culture make us. But them origin stories. You know what I'm saying? And most, And what happens is like, if you don't you don't understand the origin story or how this stuff works. A lot of times you don't even notice it's happening. He has this motif where he says, look, if you were to ask a tropical fish, like, yo, what do you think of the cold waters of the deep? That fish's answer, if it could talk, would be like, uh, what's water? Because you just in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know the point at it. I'm just, I'm just in it. So that is culture. Does that make sense? Now, culture war. Oh, this is a, 
a motif that kind of came from 20s, 30s, you could say. John Burt Society. And then I think, you know, kind of uh, got its coined its phrase from dudes like James Dobson, Chuck Colson, these like elder statesmen that are like really at towards the end of their life now. You know what I'm saying? Like Chuck Colson was involved in like Watergate. He was one of the guys that kind of had to go to jail. He took he took the fall. You know what I'm saying? Somebody had to, they needed blood. You know what I'm saying? Somebody had to go. He kind of ended up taking the fall. He went to prison. He started this thing called Prison Fellowship. You got somebody like James Dobson, which is, you know, if you come from like American evangelicalism, that man walk on water. Uh, he started this thing called Focus on the Family. You know, and it was kind of became like a, a a hammer for that Western evangelical zeal to get into politics. That's saying this sweeping, you know, lean towards liberalism and not American values is destroying our families and the way that we raise our kid. They believe that the pinnacle of how society stays well is a healthy Family, which is, of course, a marriage between a man and a woman who's raising their children. Purity culture, all this stuff, like a lot of this stuff came from, which means it would follow that the problem with the black community is that there's not enough fathers. The fathers aren't in the city. If the fathers were in place, it's not the police. It's that the fathers aren't in place. You following me, James Dobson and focus on the family. You know what I'm saying? So and 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 the premise is. We are at war for the soul of the nation and the war is waged with our children, you know? So like, and and you could get, you could, you could trace all these seeds back to like, you know, desegregating, taking prayer out of school, like all this stuff, you know, abortion, like all this stuff for them was mission drift to say that like, we need to fight to bring America back to something. So if you're against that, you're the op. Flip it on its other end with more of the sort of liberal leaning progressive movements, which are like, are y'all crazy? We need to adapt and change and get rid of these demons or we're never going to go forward. Right. They're like, look, I'm trying to exercise these demons. Like these are things that like and anybody that speaks to any ideal that feels to us regressive is the op. Oh, we all know that progressive you can't even talk to. Like, don't you just, I, we can't even have a regular conversation because, like, it's just all war. Nothing anyone else has to say, even you who might agree with them, makes sense and can ever be repeatable. Nothing y'all saying makes sense. And we are in the same culture at war with each other for the soul of that is a culture war now how to interpret your place in this coming up next AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. 
connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream, connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream, connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews, connect with that three-hour philosophy show, change the drive into work in traffic so slow, connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. All right, here's another book recommendation. This guy's name is Michael Sandow. He's from, um, I think it's Harvard. He wrote a book called What is Justice? I absolutely recommend this. I think I've mentioned like pieces of this in in former episodes, but like I want to give like a full thing on it for you. He explains this idea of when we talk about what is justice and what is just work, oftentimes we find that there are, at least in America, three different definitions of what we mean when we say justice. Depending on what you mean by that will a lot of times tell you where you are in this quote unquote culture war. And then I'm going to, I think at the end of this episode, uh, blow up the whole motif of like a war. This is one of the episodes I'm actually telling you my opinion. So he would say there's three basic motifs here. If what you mean by justice is the greatest amount of good for the most amount of people, right? What is the best thing we can do for everyone, which may not be actually everyone, but the but if it's the best we could do for the most amount, then we've done the right thing. So those things usually tend to be left leaning and liberal. Universal health care, 
you know, free public education, free college tuition, eliminating debt, because that's doing the best we can do for the most. There are people that can't afford to have these things. So if we could provide ways for them to get this, then it's the greatest amount of good for every, just, you know, uh, wealth redistribution, like, like spread the wealth around. Like it shouldn't all be sitting in one place because now only a few of us in our world are actually getting the things that we need. And how can society go forward? How can culture be healthy if all the resources are focused only on a few people? And a lot of times, they, you know, your perception is those few people that got all them resources, they ain't get them honestly. They got them by stepping on the people that ain't got the resources. You, does that make sense? Like, you didn't get rich on your own. Again, meritocracy. You got rich standing on the poor. So, like, that can't be, this, we, we can't survive like this. So, the greatest amount of good for the most amount of people is one, one sort of motif. It's usually liberal leaning. And that, a second motif is justice is the ability and freedom to flourish without any hindrances, right? So it's like, just leave me alone. I'm gonna do the right thing because I understand that if I'm succeeding, if I'm doing what I got to do, if I got all the tools I need to do what I got to do, and you got all the tools you need to do what you got to do, just leave us alone. And if it works, it works. If it fails, it's my fault. But don't get in my way. Let me make that decision. You know what I'm saying? Look, if if it ain't no school for me, let me figure out how to do it and I'll make it succeed. I don't need y'all to do it like, look, if I need to put more money into my local school, I'll put more money. You don't make me put more money in my school. I, I'll do it. Usually, now this is your more libertarian approach. And to be honest with you, libertarian is this idea of like, look, I got sense. It don't, it don't do me no good for me to have a seven bedroom house on a block when everybody else is starving. That just don't do me no good. Like I'm, of course I'm gonna like, look, if my neighbor's kids is hungry, I'm gonna feed them. Like, I don't need you to tell me this. Cause you know, I'm like, I can't have them disease ridden. You know why? Cause that's gonna get my kids sick. So it just makes sense. If we out in the forest, you know what I'm saying? If I'm chopping wood, you need, well, of course I'm gonna give you wood. I was like, and Dove, you need water, you'll give it to me, right? I mean, I just gave you wood. I need some water. Like, I don't understand. Don't we both want to survive? I don't need nobody to tell me that. I don't need the government to tell me this. I don't need you to take the wood from me. Like, I got sense. And if I fail, I fail. I've always said, too, that, like, if it wasn't for racism, I'd probably be a libertarian. I'd be like, yo, leave me alone. I got sense. I'll figure it out. But because racism, I can't trust my neighbor to do the right thing. Like, people, like, here's here's the... The official misunderstanding of affirmative action is this, is people feel like, in race quotas, people feel like, okay, you got in just because of the color of your skin. And I'm like, are you serious? If a black man got into Yale University, I didn't get into Yale, I'm black. I don't got the grades. It ain't got nothing to do with, it doesn't mean that you're not capable. What it means is, I don't care how capable you are, they wasn't gonna let you in. So what the government is coming in and saying is like, yo, I'm compelling you because they would have never chose you, no matter how qualified you are. It don't mean you not qualified. It means they was never going to choose you, whether you was qualified or not. That's how affirmative action work. Man, I remember my first time like traveling through Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee, and really trying to understand like why y'all act like this. And one of the OGs was like, listen, here's the thing. It's like he was like, yo, my dad worked at the electric company 30 years, never got promoted to manager. Why? He was like. Because none of them white boys would listen to him. 
They would never accept, no matter how much more skilled he was, they would never take directions from a black man. He's like, and the, and the, and the, and the bosses was like, dog, you're right. Like, you are more qualified. I just can't make them listen to you. He explained other situations where it's like, again, I don't qualify. I don't care how qualified you are. We just don't promote black people. I'd be like, dang, don't y'all want to get to the money? They like, not like this. Which is why you needed laws against discrimination. I I know I got I know the college I went to is because they had race quotas. I get it. It would, but listen, I still had to apply. I still had to have the grades. You know what I'm saying? My cousin ain't go. He ain't got the grades. So it's like, don't like, don't conflate this. But anyway, that, that like freedom to flourish is usually the, the, like the libertarian approach. And then there's this third approach. That's um, what things ought to be is the ideal. Now this is the stuff you hear Jordan Peterson and them say the ideal, what things should be that there is a right, a right way for things to work. And it is outside of us, it is fixed and it is eternal. And what we are to do, no matter what any of us think, is to bend our will to what is right. Yeah, and sometimes I may not like it, but that's what that's that's what's right. This appeals to the conservative, and uh, I mean, clearly, if you say that, the those that are staunchly religious, is because it's appealing to this ideal of a divine rightness that is outside of us and it is our job no matter how we feel about something to conform to that and this is why when you look at the culture wars we in as far as like things like gay marriage right now we're really getting into the meats here abortion gay marriage trans rights these people gonna tell you well no i'm just saying like they're gonna try to come with the like libertarian approach where it's like well no i'm just saying that like i don't think government should be involved in any of our relationships No, it's because that's not really the way you feel. You don't think these things should exist in a perfect world. According to this world, everybody's hetero because that's the way, according to you, we were made. That's the way we ought to be. And to them, it's like, well, duh, like, I don't understand. Look at our genitals. Like, what are you talking about? Like this, (laughs) any sort of deviation from what is the norm you know, subtext, middle-class white. Like if you don't succeed, it's because you're the malady. You're the, 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 the variance. So there must be something wrong with you because in a proper society, you would be over there and we would be, it just, it just feeds so much naturally fitting perfectly with the racist, white supremacist, homophobic, for some reason it just fits so well because of their definition of how things ought to be. And they feel like, well, they're letting go of things too. It's like, well, I wish everybody was wealthy. I wish I didn't have to pay taxes. But you know, things fall apart. We live in a fallen world. Some things go wrong. And yeah, I mean, but look, everybody's got to take a, you know, this isn't a perfect world. But if it was, it would look like this. Which, but what ends up happening is now we're not even arguing like the merits of the right, the argument, the worldview. It's like, it ends up being, well, you're arguing my right for existence. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
it's it's not that you don't think I should have rights. You think I shouldn't exist, yo. But since my non-existence is not an option, you just try to minimize my presence in your world, right? But with that worldview, again, like putting yourself in their shoes, they like, look, I ain't make the rules. Do you know what I'm saying? I just like, I, I'm just, it's just, this is just, you know, when you try to explain to somebody like sort of some of these, these, these views that we're at, we're just like, I put, I don't look, man. If you don't have corn, plant corn. I just, why should I have to give you corn that I planted if you ain't go outside and plant your own corn. That's just how it works. That's why they be getting so frustrated. But now you got stuff like trans people in community and rights. That's just a brain breaker. It's not that y'all shouldn't have rights. It's that y'all shouldn't exist. This shouldn't be. So in their mind, it's like, well, if I can make the culture like form itself to what things ought to be in this world, again, because you're talking about what it ought to be. If you're a boy and you don't think you're a boy, something wrong with your thoughts, according to them. Because that's not how things ought to be. But here's the problem. Well, they do exist. You, you trying to end gay marriage is not because you don't believe in marriage equality. It's not because you don't believe in marriage. It's because you believe in marriage only like this. It's actually homophobic. Now, again, if we're talking culture, well, now again, no way, let me finish this. So that is the third way of what you mean by justice. Justice is what things ought to be, right? And you might find yourself somewhere in some of these places. Now, what a culture war does is says that Anybody in these other motifs don't get it. So that if like, like, let's use, let's use the gay marriage thing as an example, right? If in this election cycle, the conservative movement is going to take this on because they, they floating on this Roe v. Wade victory, right? And then Clarence Thomas was like, well, let's look at this stuff. Let's look at birth control. Let's look at this, right? Whereas the, the majority of like the populace is like, well, I mean, if we're if we're talking conservative populists, like follow me, they're like, well, we think it's weird. We don't agree with it religiously, but like, I mean, what what do I care? Like, get the taxes. You know what I'm saying? It's fine. If this is an institution that you believe again, a loving family is like the cornerstone of our society, and why would you take it away from people that agree with you? Like, you have these LGBTQ couples that are like. Yeah, you're right. A healthy family. I'm in love with this person. I want to solidify it, pledge my love, and I want to bring some children into this place. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of kids out there ain't got families. We agree, but we can't because you're the op. It took me a long time to get to this part of this pot. I hope y'all stuck through me. But like, this is where I was saying, but what if the op makes sense? What if they kind of saying the same thing? This is the perfect example of that, right? Or let's go back to universal healthcare. You know, it, it, you're like, well, it sounds like socialism. Well, I mean, like maybe, but you know, if you think that this is just like a black and brown, like a minority issue, it's like, Man, talk to that tough as nail 
you know, sawmill logging, he ain't got no insurance. Man can't afford no health care. That company show ain't giving him nothing. Y'all don't see all them commercials about mesothelioma from working in them coal mines? Bro, you think your company care about you? Don't you, wouldn't you like, don't you think, don't you think it'd be kind of cool if like you ain't have to rely on this company that don't care about you anyway for your safety? It's crazy to me to have to rely on somebody that I know don't care about me for my security. That's ridiculous to me. I don't trust you. You don't trust me. Why the hell would I trust you for the health of my children? Nah, I need to talk to somebody else. And then somebody else's argument might be like, well, why would I trust the government for you? For the health of my children? My argument would be because the government needs you. That company don't need you. The problem is, I also agree with them by saying, well, what government program work well? That's what, look, you see how the ops is making sense to each other? But I can't, because you the op. Culture wars. Now, lastly, as y'all go into these voting booths, as y'all think about where you want to go next, I would suggest to you to not let yourself, I don't care where you fall on the spectrum, not let yourself fall into this motif. Let me tell you why. Because these people are talking as if culture is something separate from us, like as it's its own entity that we're fighting to save when culture is us. We made it. It's not separate from us. We are it. If you're trying to save culture, I can't consider half of you my enemy because you're making it. And the fact that we're fighting is why our culture is the way it is. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying stop fighting. What I'm saying is fight for the right things. You get in there, you do your homework of your local elections, you put the right people in office, you know what I'm saying? And you apply the pressure on them. And of course, this is like pie in the sky talking. I'm just trying to tell you, man, don't let these listen. Again, don't get into this motif where the op is always the op because I don't know if any of us like mainstream media. Like, you got a point. Now, I know some things are non-negotiable, like my right to exist, you feel me? Like That's not nothing I'm willing to bend on. But if I drop a diss track on Trump, you know what I'm saying? Don't be like, well, Biden. And I'm like, man, I know. Yeah. With his cupcake, like, nah, I'm cool. I'm cool on, on, on old Brandon. You know what I'm saying? That boy is beige. This ain't a Biden stand. Come on, fam. Don't fall into the motif because culture not separate from us. Culture is us. So if you at war with culture, low key, you at war with yourself. Love politics. Yeah, this here thing was recorded by me, Propaganda, in East Los Boyle Heights, Los Angeles, California. This mug was mixed, edited, mastered, and scored by Matt Osowski. I can totally say his name, guys. It was it was a shtick. He's going by Matt now again because he 
got into some legal situations with the name Headlights. Y'all know Common used to be called Common Sense. Y'all know Tip. T.I. was Tip. Sometimes it happens. Executive produced by the one and only Sophie Lichterman for Cool Zone Media. And the theme music by the one and only Gold Tips, Gold Tips, DJ Sean P. So y'all just remember, listen, every time you check in, if you understand city living, you understand politics. We'll see y'all next week. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.